What feels impossible for you right now? At least doubling the business. Do you feel comfortable dying and knowing that you could have done so much more and you had everything you needed to do so much more? I don't feel comfortable. I mean, that's the reason I'm here. This is a powerful conversation that I have with my client where I deeply challenge his thinking about his ability to grow his business. My client is a high performer running a multi-million dollar operation, but like many high performers, his success is actually holding him back from his next level of success. Will he manage to find the inner resources to grow his business or will he choose to stay in his comfort zone? Let's find out. What needs to happen for you to be able to double your business in time? So obviously if I increase sort of my chemical line of products, um, and it's, it's, it's more, diff it's easier said than done. Like I've been trying to do it constantly um but it seems not that easy like it's just not easy you can i've done it like we, we constantly do it uh we're even doing it right now as we speak like we have a new warehouse expanding and you know um but uh even though you do so like um you got to do it very carefully like really really carefully I mean, maybe we're too careful but uh mm, interesting so it's something difficult right let's take it yeah. one by one Number one, difficult. Number two, you need to be careful. Number three, there's risk involved. Yeah, the risk is basically you, obviously you losing money because it's the wrong chemical. You know, it's the wrong type of chemical because sometimes it's the right chemical, but it's the wrong configuration. It's the wrong specs, you know. Exactly. So there's the, that's the risk. Have you written these down, these elements? Yeah, I'll write it down. So risk, got to be careful, and it's not easy. Right. Yeah. You started telling me why you didn't do it, didn't do it yet. Oh yeah. So, what sort of like um, intrigues me is on the stock market. If you're a CEO of a company, um, even if it's a small. Um, small company that, that is publicly listed, the founders or people who are investing will expect you to grow 20% an annum. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, look, man, you have to increase your business by 20% an annum. Somehow you got to show me a 20% an annum projection or you show me the money of 20%. So I don't care what you do, right? Right. So you're, you're so forced to do it. And because you have other people's money and your own money, Somehow they just do it. Like these good guys just do it. Like every, I mean, if you look at some of these larger companies, Google, Tencent, Alibaba, whatever, you know, like uh, they actually do it. I mean, they, they know how to go forward. It's like 20%, 30% annum. Um, but w for us, the problem is like, when we look at the balance, if we look at the profit and loss end of the year and we see that, we see we are in profit and, you know, we see everything it's okay. We're just like, no. Oh, we'll just manage the same thing next year because uh, we've done it for five years. So if we increase by 5% or 2% or zero, what difference does it make? You know? Um, right. So I, the, had a sense, I don't know. I had a sense that this was the reason why. Um, please write this down. The biggest obstacle to your next level of success is your current success. Correct.
the fear of loss also maybe you know and sometimes you have to be willing to sacrifice what you have for what you will get correct but that sacrifice. takes guts right takes that takes courage a lot of courage you know it's it's not only guts and courage it's just like you know um if 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 i don't have that kind of conviction if, if it doesn't feel like very con the conviction is high like in my in what i'm doing now my conviction is very high so right. when i look at percentages like my rate of success in my mind is like literally 100 mm -hmm. right so I, i'm i'm willing to put money down on it because i know the rate is 20 100 but for somebody else it might be high risk but for me it's not uh so until I don't reach that level of conviction, it's very difficult for me to push forward, you know? Exactly. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> your box is right here, where you feel comfortable. Somebody else's box can be like this, where they feel comfortable. Right. Right. So in order for the business to double, the box needs to double. Right. Double the box. Double the box. Double the box, double the business. Correct. Actually, you know, the strange thing is, is that like, I see it like this. My, if I double the box, actually it's not double the business. The way I see it, it's triple the business. And the, and the reason is because all, all the, 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 the fixed costs are here, okay? The more I exponentially increase, right? It's literally all gravy after that because mm -hmm. it's, I don't know if, I'm not sure if I'm explaining it correctly, you know? You don't need to, as long as yeah. it's clear to you and it feels like it is clear to you, right? So let's yeah. write that down. Double the boss, triple the business. As a high performer, you have exponential impact. So to me, that makes sense. Double the box, triple the business. In time, it's going to be quadruple, quintuple, so on and so forth. Right. It's possible. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. It's definitely possible. Yeah. So how do we double the box? Yeah, that's been what I've been trying to think about all my life. We get uncomfortable. We get uncomfortable. Yeah. We start the day um, with the shit that feels scary. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, yeah, of course, it, you, you increase the chemical line and, you know, give more credit in the market, you know, um, open a new business uh, that's surrounding that business, uh, increase product line, more clients. Mm -hmm. um, those are sort of obvious moves, but like, um, I'm looking for the unobvious, really. Like, it's just, I don't know. It can be a mixture of both. There doesn't need to be some kind of, uh, you know, unheard of thing that nobody's thought of like a, a mixture of both is healthy you know in my approach i have a mixing structure that i got from others and things that just come to me naturally and things that come to me in the moment that i have no idea where they come from right mm. so it's a mix you don't need to be the next um whatever you know in, invent something totally radical totally new that's not the thing i would even go as far as saying that 
you're kind of using that as an excuse to stay where you are because it's like, oh, I haven't figured out that different thing yet. So I'm just going to keep things as they are. You know what I mean? Instead of doing what's in your power to do right now. Yeah, I mean, it's in my power. It's in my, it's in the resources. It's in all these other things. But like, it's um, Mm -hmm. tough. Like, I mean, let me think about it more. Like, can I share a story with you? Sure. I joined this uh, YouTube uh, course with this tremendous community of YouTubers. Um, this is something very important to me. It's a dream of mine. Um, and I was talking about like which direction to go in with my channel. You know, what kind of videos to make? Should I make more funny sketches? Should I make like deeper dive challenges, stuff like that, right? And the best advice I got is, look, you're not. We, we can sit and talk about this for hours, but unless you start doing and you just start, you know, doing what's in your power right now and testing out different videos and seeing which one works for you and which one feels well and which yeah. one people react to, you're not going to know. Right? Correct. I came up with these funny sketches that something that's like, you know, nobody does this in my niche really on YouTube. Yeah. But it came to that point just by making videos. So you're not going to find the unique thing if you don't start with what's in your power right now. Yeah, correct. Just right. move. Basically, you, you have what's in your power and you, you think it's, it's working to a certain degree and you just go with it, you know? Yeah. You test. You do what you can. You test. You test. You test. And then you're going to notice new things popping up. But that's not the thing that's stopping you right now. Right. So let me ask you this. When you were in that situation, when you had to figure things out, right, and it felt like you were starting from scratch, you're starting, you know, the business from nothing. How did you grow? How did you expand your box? Well, I never really started the business from nothing anyways. Like it's sort of like but it felt that way, right? Because you said yeah, you were, you're living frugally. Correct. Correct. So you had to figure um, things out. I mean, the first thing I did was like, um, I, I focused on actually sort of costs that, that sort of like I could get rid of. Um, like an example was like in, in the same building I'm in right now, um, on the 11th floor, my dad had a unit mm-hmm. and, uh, that unit was, um, like, I don't know, not, not so big, maybe like a 600 or a 700 square feet unit. And he was using it as a storage room. Okay. Now this is like, and I'm, and if, if you know where I am in Hong Kong, it's like right in the center of the, the commercial district. So, right. so I, in my mind, the first thing I thought of was like, let me just get the stuff out of the storage room, put it in, put it in a very cheap warehouse somewhere like, you know, far mm-hmm. away and mm-hmm. rent this for, you know, 1000 or 2000, uh, sorry, about $2,000 a month or a bit more than $2,000 a month, but like whatever. But, um, and immediately, you know, I pocket the difference of, and that place is 150 US and this is 2000, you know? So I pocket that difference. And uh, the next one I was doing was we had a lawyer on retainer. So there was a particular lawyer that we don't really use that much. It was maybe like mm-hmm. three times a year at the maximum uh, on a retainer of like, I don't know, 1,300 US uh, a month, right? On a retainer. Right, right. And uh, I pretty much went to the lawyer and said, look, you know what? We will use you when... We require you, 
yeah. when it's needed <clears throat> and uh and i was and and and, I, and when, when it's needed at that given point i would see prices of other lawyers and other things they would just for what you need, it will be like, let's say 700 US, 800. So I said, if I paid this three times a year, it would it would be less than 12,000 US or whatever a year. It would be maybe 3,000 US a year or 4,000. So I'm saving 8,000. So do you see how slowly, slowly I did that. Do you see how creative you are? Yeah. Right, just a little bit of, cre uh, sometimes you're just moving in the right direction is important. Right. So the difference was not necessarily your ability to find solutions and be creative, the difference then was your why. You had a stronger why, right? Correct. Correct. I have to figure this out. And now life yeah. is comfortable. Life is good. You know, things are going. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You don't have to. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's almost like a drive in your belly that you want to like, you you like really want to grow. And that's, that's, that's not easy. Like even like, you know, um, you know, um, even as a fighter you know like if you're i, I watch mma uh so if you if you win 39 fights and you had to win your 40th fight how do you have that same level of that, that fire in your belly you know it's it's not easy to find it's i can't just grab it from somewhere you know exactly. like you're, you're an equally good fighter at 39 when you were 40 even if you lost one fight you're an equally good fighter but like you know to have that drive all the way to the end you know uh, or like Cristiano Ronaldo being the best footballer forever. I mean, like, how do you have that sort of, it, it, it kind of amazes me personally. And why do you believe you don't have it? I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, um, it's not, it's not, I don't believe I don't have it. Like I just, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with family money and, uh, and it's just, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it's because I'm dealing with family money and I'm more careful. I, 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 would, I would rather sort of be in the same place in some form than me, go, than me lose money. So I'm, I'm, I'm just playing defense almost always. Like it's almost like it feels like that. Like I'm playing defense. I'm not really playing offense and I could play offense, but maybe I'm just playing defense the whole way. But I'm, I'm playing defense in a, so, in a strategically offensive way, but a very, very slow way. Let, let me give you another perspective, right? You're playing defense, yes? You value your family's safety. Correct. Yes? You're, you and your brother are protecting your family's safety. Right. If I have a, if I'm um, Khabib, right? <clears throat> and I'm fighting like one of, you know, I'm fighting somebody else. And I'm playing mainly defense. What's going to happen? Uh, two things. Either, you know, you go to the decision and you might win or you might get knocked out because somebody actually, in by being, you might get hit at some point. Correct. Right. So you're not being like, you're, you're not using your full potential. Because your potential right. is not just defense. Defense is just half of it. Right. So what's going to happen if somebody, somebody else enters the market who has that fire in their belly and they're playing offense? What's going to happen to you and your family? Oh, I, I don't think that much also because uh, the, the reason is because we're, we're uh, in a way, because we're, we're in a branded sort of society and a brand, we sell brands. So right. it's, 
it's not like I'm looking at like someone saying that, oh, the competition will take my market away or something. Um, it is not likely that can occur that easily, you know, uh, unless we're talking in like time frames of 20 years or something or 15 years. But um, but yeah, I mean, like ideally it's better to play office and offensively just to. I think that's your problem. I think I think that's your problem. You're in a market with no competition. No, there's competition. Mm -hmm. There definitely is competition. But like, it's it's like this, you know. Um, Coca Cola is um, Coca Cola is the only black drink uh, available, right. black colored, black tasting, or, or or like that cola tasting drink in the market. So there's only one person you can go to is Coca Cola and probably Pepsi. You know. Okay. So, I mean, the, the competition is for the, in that segment. Yeah, but there's a lot of other drinks. There's a lot of other drinks, you know, but people choose to have Coca-Cola for that specific cause or whatever it is. And you have a, and you have a number of bottles sold a year of that, of that drink. Is your, is your competition playing offense or defense? Is my competition playing offense or defense? Hard to say actually, because I don't, I, I don't, I don't necessarily go in their markets. So, um, like, it's, it's hard to say. It's, it's really hard to say. Like, I, I would like to say offense. I would like to say offense, but, but usually whenever they play offense, it's in the wrong, it's in the wrong way. So, okay. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever they play offense is in the wrong way because they, they either dilute the price too low. And they just kill themselves, or they don't have goods in the market, and uh, you know they give to the wrong, they they mm -hmm. spread out too thin, and they give to the wrong clients, and those clients pull the market again. So it's it's sort of like, you know, I see that over and over again, like you know, which is which is why it sort of makes us different because uh, you know, like in one way it makes us different because we don't do those mistakes basically, <laughs> like we did those mistakes a long time ago actually, like a long long right. time ago. And, uh, you know, uh, which, which really hurt us, you know, like selling to the wrong clients. And uh, so I'll, I'll give you the story. So basically we had a tea. Um, I don't Do you know this item? Um, it's a Muslim tea called Ataya. It's A-T-A-I-A. -A. Okay. So what it is, it's so in England, they drink English breakfast. In Morocco, they drink mint tea. Mm -hmm. In India, they drink dudpati, which is basically a sort of a masala chai. Right. But in West Africa, they drink this green tea that is dusty. It's called Ataya, which is they drink it in about 12 to 15 countries that are Muslim Islamic countries. Um, also in Christian countries, but mostly Islamic countries. They drink it four times or five times a day. It's like a shot of espresso, mm. but actually it's green tea. Right. Mm -hmm. So this particular item, you we were doing this in like, uh, I would say in the in the 90s, you know, um, in the early 90s. And, and at that time, there was really less competition, like, to be honest. But then my dad and a few other people, they really pioneered, this, pioneered that item. So in Senegal, we were selling this item mostly in two few, few markets, but in Senegal, which is Dakar, which is the West Africa, the deep end of West Africa, French-speaking country, we were selling this tea in huge volumes. So right. every place you go, you go to the supermarket, you go down the store, you go on the road, you'd see my tea everywhere and every place, no matter what. No matter what. The problem in that was that if you sold to five people, all five of them would compete in their price, okay, in the mm -hmm. same jurisdiction. 
Mm-hmm. And what happened eventually, they all killed each other. They sued each other. They were playing games. So what happened was we learned that in every jurisdiction, choose one king and one king only. And no matter how far that king grows, you stick to him. Because mm-hmm. even if he doesn't have that money, that's fine. Maybe he cannot buy so much. Just deal with it. Because if you get two kings, they'll kill each other. And they can control the price of that item in that market. So that's what we learned. You know. Um, what did it cost you to learn this lesson? Costs a lot, man. Because um, let's it, give a number to it. I would say it cost us. If I look at future forecast, mm-hmm. at that moment it may have not costed us, right? But if that if that item had been selling till today, it would have cost us I don't know ten million US dollars. And you stopped selling it, right? No. So we still sell it a little bit there, but the problem is mm-hmm. the volume of scale we were selling it at that point. Now there's a guy that sells the same tea, okay, who, who is uh, probably a Lebanese guy and there are a few people in the market. They're selling it at the same volume we were back in the day. Till today, I go to that market and I show my brand. Everybody knows my brand. Mm. But very few people, but, but since the market has been spoiled so badly, the, the main buyers don't want to take it anymore because they feel that they're going to get in the same mess. Mm-hmm. You know? So for me to put a new brand in that market was not easy. Uh, I still sell the same brand, but at a very, very, very low, low. volume in that, in that one country. And uh, if that had kept there, and I'm doing what I'm doing right now, at a future forecast of every year, let's say making 300,000 US or something on that, t- on that same one product for a number of years. I mean, I can calculate it as like, I don't know, $6 million. I, I don't know. Like it's very difficult <laughs> to calculate, but that's a mistake that, you know, um, I mean, but that is a huge mistake. I, I don't expect something like this to occur. To occur uh, again, right? To occur again, because th- that's a really one-off. Like, it's not something that can happen, you know? Like, because this this was an item that was selling. It's like it's like Coca-Cola being in a market and then boom, gone, you know? It, it, it was like that kind of way, you so, know? So, let me show you why you're not going to, you're not going to lose money. You're not going to lose that much money. You have so much more experience than you did before. Correct. You're not the same person you were. Just the fact that you, like when you started, you focused on cost and, you know, getting real, <clears throat> getting rid of the non-essentials. Right. That's a very powerful mindset to have, right? And that sticks with you every step of the way. You're never going to, um, you know, ignore that aspect of you. Um, and you can always have like, you know, an amount of money that you're willing to lose every year. Like it, it could right. be your, um, your learning investment fund, let's say. Right. 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 Because when you start investing, you should always, you know, you should also think of that money as something you're willing to lose as well. Yeah. Sure. So what would, what would be a percentage of your yearly income that you could dedicate to you? exploring, expanding, testing new things, learning. The, the growth fund, let's say. No, I, 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 like honestly, like I'm willing to, like if, um, um, if, if I really like, if I really wanted to grow, um, I, I think like, even if I didn't take an income for the year, for the entire year, right? Mm-hmm. And literally put that all back into learning. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
um, which is which is which, which is a lot of companies do this. They say invest in yourself, <laughs> right? I don't take it as losing, but if right. I take the entire year's worth of net profit, which is after after my expenses, obviously, because I have to make zero. So mm-hmm. anything past mm-hmm. zero, if I could take the whole years and put it back. I mean, that would last a couple of years. I mean, that would last a couple of years of. Would, of, you, uh, would your family be OK with that? Um, exactly. th- th- I think they would to some degree, but like right. they, they want to know what I'm doing with it, you know, like they were worth it. So what's the percentage of the profits that your family would be like, yeah, man, you know, just use it, test it out. We don't care. You can yeah. lose it. I know you're going to make more. 20%, like a 20, 30%. I mean, that, that's easy. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That's a perfect percentage, right? So let's write that down. 20% of the profits of the yearly profits is the growth fund. My first ever business mentor, he had a... Uh, like a like a budget for mistakes for each member of his staff or they give him like they give them um, a budget you know every decision you make if it costs money you have a budget to use so anything that exceeds this budget for your decisions you come to me and just gave him like so much freedom and peace of mind right this is your budget for exploring right right everything that exceeds the budget is a conversation with your family right or it can be carried on the next year. Yes, correct. There you go. Yeah, you could roll it. You could be like, okay, I'm already in November. I might as well wait another year, another another month. I'll roll it on to Jan, you know? Beautiful. Something like that. Beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. And they're also going to be curious to know how you're exploring. And, you know, you can always have these conversations uh, for sure. Now, you obviously have a fire in your belly when it comes to speaking, podcasting, right? It's very close to your heart. Now, what's going to ignite that fire in your business too? Yeah. Um, no, actually, it's kind of funny. Funny enough, it connects. I'm actually doing this to get the fire. If you think about it, so it that's one of the reasons I'm doing it because I want to basically fall in love with my business again, like in a way. Yes. You know. Well, in a way, that's going to sort of connects it to me. That's going to happen anyway. Let's amplify that. Let's take it to world class, high level champion level fire, right? So the podcast is going to fire up your, uh, your love for your business for sure. But let's say you didn't have the podcast. What else would build up that fire? I didn't have the podcast. You know, I, I, it, would be, it would be good if I literally like, um, um, it, it would be fun if, um, if uh, you know, um, we could go to all our buyers teams and my teams, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, take a lot of sort of fun photos and videos and, and, you know, put them together and, you know, um, so just to show you how far that we have gone in a way, like it's, we don't, we don't really do that. Show you know? me or to show yourself. Oh, to show, no, to show me. When, I'm, when I say you, I'm, I'm, I meant myself. Um, Beautiful. So like, because it's, it's funny because, you, you know, yesterday when I showed you that photo, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the funny thing is, um, it, it like, um, just to get those guys in one frame, because they're all in different areas, you know, like doing their, their own thing. Um, 
it's not easy because you know like uh just to get them all in one frame you know <laughs> it's it's yeah it sounds it looks like you just called and be like just come and meet me but like actually getting me in one frame is not an easy job <laughs> you know and, and, and there, there were a couple more people but like just to actually get the main guys in the one frame it's not easy so like i was and i was thinking about it ye yesterday because my brother went there for a business trip and i was just like you know what it would be good to get every all the teams in one frame I mean, uh, and just, you know, uh, it would be fun to sort of uh, play with that, you know? And here's something interesting. Who do you think needs you to speak the most? Who, who needs me to speak the most? Um, who needs me to speak the most? Probably myself. Your team. Mm, well, my, well, well, maybe my team, yeah. What if that was your start as a speaker? So what if that is? Your start as a speaker. My start as a speaker. What if like, if you're going down there and you're taking photos with them, right? Why not just have an event where you speak and not just speak, but have a dialogue with them. Share insights, mm -hmm. share mindset, share business mm -hmm. with them. Open up the door for their entrepreneurial mind. When one day they want like maybe one or two want to open up a business as well, right? Share the story of, I forgot his name, Salam, was it? Yeah, yeah. What if there are two or three more Salams in, in your team right now? Mm -hmm. They need you. Share that story. You're trying to say channel, channel the story what I'm using for podcasting, for example, to business. Set up an event. Guys, let's let's meet up. Let's have a talk. Let's have a chat. I have some insights that I want to share. I'm I'm planning on, you know, speaking, helping entrepreneurs in I mean, Africa. like I, I think like yeah, well event is, is differently taken. Like I mean in um in Europe, like the the word event ta is taken differently, but like in um in Africa, because the these yeah, maybe I can set up an event like in those markets itself, in those individual markets, because it's very it's impossible to get different people from different markets to come in one market and have an event. But like, I see your point, like basically like, you know, have, have a, have a small event or something it is with the whole team. Do you have all of your team in one place? No, no, no. Would you need to visit multiple locations or are you planning on visiting one location to take that big photo? No. So basically it's, um, it's multiple, like, the team you saw, which is in, it's in East Africa, which is actually in Uganda, mm -hmm. but there's another team, for example, in, in Konakwe, Guinea, right? It's, uh, there, there are many more people because our brand is much bigger there. So, um, right. and, and, and there's another team, let's say in, uh, in, in Ghana, you know? Um, so they they actually don't really, the strange thing is that none of these guys actually know each other. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like, they don't have any connection in particular. Don't I mean besides us as uh, my 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 team in Hong Kong. And do you want to get them together? I don't well, think this is this. Like when you said take the photo with the whole team and to to show yourself how how long you know the evolution. What location was that? Oh, I I, I was looking at it as like individual cities, you know. Oh, I got to take photos from all the cities, yeah. right? I yeah. So let's just say to go there. 
Uh, no, let's just say, you know, I, I, I have a main five to six cities we do business in mostly, right? Those are the main ones. The other smaller ones, we, there's no point going there because there's not much of a business there besides one item that we sell there. Uh, so yeah, just going to those four or five cities, you know, and, 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 you know, taking pictures and, and videos and playing with it, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I would, yeah. And I would absolutely have a conversation with their staff. Like for example, I went to my dad's, uh, you know, company and we, we had meetings with the staff, the team and, uh, you know, I asked them like, what's relevant, like kind of a back and forth speaking, you know, and I kind of gave them some motivation and inspiration as well. Right. This is something that I'm just putting on the table for you. Something that probably feels uncomfortable right now, but we can explore a bit later as well. Now, <clears throat> what is something something uncomfortable that you could start your day with? Let's say at your 9 a.m. Uh, practice. Something that feels uncomfortable that you could start your day with and that will grow your business something that feels uncomfortable that will grow my business something that takes courage oh it takes courage okay mm -hmm. I, I don't know man like i'm just i'm, I'm really thinking about it um mm -hmm. Step into that fire. Imagine you had that fire in your belly right now and you couldn't stop yourself from growing the business. You had that passion and love for your business. You're, you're like, oh my God, I cannot wait to wake up in the morning, right? What would be the first thing you would do? Let me write the question. If you had that fire in your belly, more love than you ever had for your business, how would you start your day? What would you do? First thing I, I think like mind. the first thing I would do. Okay. I think it would be interesting, it would be uncomfortable, maybe very tough, but it would be interesting to sort of look at other chemical businesses in depth and just read about them. But God damn, that's boring. <laughs> like, it's just so boring. Like, it's just, it's like, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Like, that's the thing, you know, because it's hidden. It's sort of a hidden thing, but like, it would just be going in depth and understanding what they do. Some of these older chemical, like very established chemical companies in right. France and Germany, you know, and just taking a deep dive in their topics, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how just disgustingly uncomfortable. Um, how would that help me? Holy shit, probably would really help me because, uh, you know, um, if I read enough, I, I think, you know, um, I, I, I will... I will probably know the trade a bit better in a way um, because then you become really a pro at like um, at expansion of chemical because chemical, the problem with chemicals is that they're, they're way too many, firstly. Okay. Like they're way too many, but if you categorize them in types of chemicals, like cleaning chemicals, agriculture, pharmacy, we don't do pharmacy or agriculture, but, 
we do certain categories of chemicals that we specialize in. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be good to sort of know all the all the names and you know, the bigger companies and uh, learn them and just learn what they do. Yes, that would be super valuable for you, right? Because now you're you're not, you know, your competition are the big dogs. Yeah, right? I mean, so well, they're, they're too big, but yeah, they're they're too big, but. <laughs> That's perfect, right? I'm yeah. looking at Tony There's... Robbins and I'm saying, yeah, that's me one night. It's okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's a big, yeah. That's a huge comparison. Yeah. So that's. So um, what would make this process super exciting for you? Um, what you mean in terms of me learning about the chemicals? Yes. About these companies. What, what would make it? What would, what would you ask me again? Sorry. What would make the process exciting for you instead of boring? exciting? Okay. Um, I, I guess if I saw it in forms of videos, it would be easier. Uh, or if they podcasts. were available, or podcasts, if they're available. Um, but you know, these kind of topics, you know, they're they're sort of very complex niche topics. They they don't really go so much on podcasts. Like it's just so specific. How do you know. You know? Uh, how do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you go on these topics uh, on the internet, on YouTube or something, it's usually like a very detailed video about like a guy using a formula to mix a few chemicals to open a factory or something. And it's very badly done videos. Like they're like the worst videos. You, <laughs> you don't even want to watch right. them. You know, are like, are the CEOs of these big companies being interviewed on podcasts? I don't know. I I need to find out. Right, it'll be interesting so, to know. So maybe the first thing to do would to make would be to make a list of 10, 20 of the biggest companies in your in your industry. Find out who the CEOs are. Because that's what you're really looking to to learn that CEO mindset, right? Because you're gonna learn that most of like most of the value that you would get from these this research, yes, you're gonna find let's say different strategies or you know whatever solutions, but you're gonna find that for you the biggest contribution is just thinking more like these CEOs, right? Yeah. Because just like you said putting yourself in the mind of somebody who has to grow the company by 20% every year, that's going to be exceptionally valuable, right? Because what makes right. the company grow is their level of leadership, is their their ability to communicate, is their ability to step back and find creative solutions to current problems, mm. right? Is their ability to hire powerful people who are smarter than they are? That's going to be the added value for you. Learning to put yourself in the shoes of somebody like that. It, it would be interesting. You, you know what I haven't really sort of, um, I, I haven't explored actually is um, it'd be interesting to know, not actually hire, but um, not hire. I mean, because I, I have some of them actually working for me in, in those markets. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I like them in those importing markets, but it'd be interesting to know what kind of guys are in this business on the exporting side. Write it down. Yeah. Uh, on the exporting side. No, the guys working, not 
not like um so th those guys that are paid like i don't know ten thousand dollars a month or something working for those kind of guys it'd be interesting to know what they i mean i mean i don't know them but it's hard to get i, I don't know how to meet them but you know it's like i can take them for an interview and sack them later on but <laughs> but um you can have you can reach out to them you already stand out as a business owner with your mission that's open that's going to open the door with yeah a i mean lot of people. some of there's some of these guys who, who who get this kind of money um for a chemical business as an exporting like i mean i i can't i i mean i i can't bring a guy like him over because i i don't have that kind of volume where like i want i want to pay a guy like him for it right. uh yeah, I would rather get someone on admin and, you know, like I can deal with it myself and my brother and, you know, we'll, we'll manage it. Um, yeah. But like, um, it'd be interesting to know because like, you know, he, he would know all the angles, you know, like you would know how to play the game better. And he has expectations from his boss and his boss would be probably a very rich guy, you know. You can have a sit down. A lot of people are happy to share their wisdom. You can have a sit down with a person like that and just, you know, talk. Ask them, you know, how do you, how do you think? Right. Yeah. I mean, me and my brother want to be better at this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also because when I speak to some suppliers who are in this business on, on the, on, uh, as suppliers from manufacturers, like this guy came to my office and, uh, he very interesting guy, like, you know, like, yeah, very interesting people. And also like, it's it's funny because some of these guys that are doing this business, it just comes natural to them how big they can grow this business, you know, and, and it's a that's the reason I don't really talk about the food segment so much, because the the food segment is a very diluted industry, and what I'm trying to say is diluted, is because Africa market works in that way, the quality of the foods keep going down mm. over time, mm. so and. And it's, it's sort of like, um, because we have these brands in the market, it runs. So that's why I would just talk about the chemical part because the, the chemical is more specific and the foods are good, cool. you know, food business is good. That's why I said growth in my view is the chemical part, you know, that's cool. Not the food part. So, oh. so we'll, we'll, how are you going to start your day from now on? I mean, probably, I mean, I mean. I might just, I might just start and just digest maybe start with 10 minutes of digesting disgusting information that maybe that might not, it may not be disgusting mm -hmm. or maybe I could just try to find a place or a website of this kind of information that is not so disgusting, like maybe enjoyable to read. To some degree. Yeah, you know, I don't particularly enjoy reading either. I would much rather watch a video or listen to a video in my uh, or a podcast in my earphones. To me, it's faster. Or I would, you know, just listen to audiobooks. So to me, like reading is an effort, right? Yeah, it's an it's a huge effort for me too. Actually, yeah. I like listening same as you. Yeah, exactly. Right. So personally, to make the the process fun as well right? And start to get you out of your comfort zone. Just make that list of the top, top 20 people you want to get like in their mind, right? It could be CEOs of high level companies in your industry. It could be experts in exporting. Just make a list of, of the people that you want to really, really pick their brains and see 
try to look for interviews where they speak. And you're going to see that if, if they're featured on one podcast, they're going to be featured on many, right? So you're going to have multiple touch points with them and start your day with that. Yeah, just okay. go to that specific sort of information. Yeah. Yeah, just choose the medium you love and, you know, digest it that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the problem is chemicals, chemicals is like when you say medium that you love, it's not something that I love in terms of listening. I, I don't know how to explain this. Like, it's kind of like, I, I don't know how better to say this, but like, um, but it's, there's really not that interesting stuff to talk about unless like he's talking about something else and how he got to something. I mean, of course there's something that's surrounding. It probably the is. It probably right? is. Like the like, direct business is actually kind of a core, like, you know, very sort of, uh, you know, difficult, you know, specific. Listen, just do, do your research and start and then we'll take it from there. We'll see how, yeah, we'll uh, how relevant, it. how relevant this is for you. But, uh, the benefit of this is doing some, something uncomfortable every day, starting with the frog, being yeah. that person who has that fire in your belly. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. How do you yeah, feel? I, I think that? Yeah, I think it, to some degree, like you do it enough and like, you know, like dedicate. I think it's discipline in a way like you dedicate, you dedicate a number and a time. Let's just say it's 20 minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go through that 20 minutes just going through the stuff that you usually don't go through, you know, maybe you will land somewhere, I guess. Dude, get into the mindset of the MMA fighter. Training is not comfortable. It's not supposed it's to be comfortable. Right. Yeah. So look forward to it. Right. Look forward to working out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's greatness. Right. <laughs> I mean, no. yeah, I mean, generally it's working out is not necessarily something that's super enjoyable, uh, but for some people, they, they, they don't mind it. Like, you know, but once you get through that first five, 10 minutes uh, mm-hmm. of it, you just be like, you know what? I, I, I'll, I'll do 45 minutes. I'll do an hour. You know? The discomfort, like, look, I started my day with something that I don't a hundred percent enjoy. I'm good at, right? For example, I don't enjoy that much reaching out to people and creating conversations, right? It's important for my business. Correct. I would much rather, you know, have this huge YouTube channel and people coming to me than me kind of going to them, right? Yeah. But I noticed that if I put it off and I, and I leave it towards the end of the day, starting it is so fucking hard, right? Whereas in the morning, whenever I did it in the morning, it just felt easier because like in the morning, your willpower is limited. It's a finite resource. It's a finite daily resource, right? And your willpower is strongest in the morning. If you eat the frog in the morning, the rest of your day is going to be fun. Right. Whereas if you're doing it later, you're always dreading your day because you know, oh shit, I have to do this thing. Even though you're doing the fun things now. Right, right. It has to be, I, I guess it's sort of stacking onto the most unfun things first. Yes. And then just getting it over and done with, you know? Yes. And eventually you might get something out of it, basically. You will. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's not so fun. <laughs> As a high performer, one insight is worth millions of dollars. And you're getting an insight almost every time you do it. 
almost every time you get into the mind of a high-level CEO, you're getting insights, right? You're an amplifier. For somebody who's just starting out, one insight is maybe worth a few hundred dollars, right? But in time, with your experience, that one insight amplifies into millions. Correct. Yeah, sometimes it's just a couple of things people say and uh, it touches you in the right nerve. And, uh, you know, it just suddenly adds up. Um, and then and then boom, you know, like I, I remember this because I was in the exhibition and uh, I, I was uh, I was an exhibition in Dubai, actually. And I went to a, I went to the, a, the Spain um, uh, area, you know, the, the pavilion. The Spain mm-hmm. Pavilion, and uh, like I, I saw this this guy selling um, seasoning powder, mm-hmm. and and see it, it comes in a in like a, a square. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's called bouillon cubes, and you just put it in water, and it becomes like a broth, and you can put vegetables or yeah, meat inside. We have those as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, as the, what what I found interesting for me particularly was when I asked him for the price, I first tasted it. And he's, I said, he said it's from, he said it's from some part of Spain. And uh, I said, okay, cool. And then he gave me the price in Euro and I tasted it. And I looked, I, I looked, I calculated the freight and I realized, and I realized instantly in like literally one second that it was a profitable item. Because when I, when I sat there, I was like, this, this sells for 27 to $31 in those four countries that I know, like, I know this, like, I don't even need to even think about it. So when I looked at it and I'm, and then I, we, me, me and my brother talked to this guy. We went around the, a pavilion going around. And all we were talking about is how much money we were going to make buying that. <laughs> you know? And then we were just going back. And ultimately, we took a U-turn after like, a, like after like six hours of walking. And we came back because we were walking. Because you have to look at the other pavilions just to take catalogs and everything. And that's cool. Then I walked back and, and, I, and I was just like, I'll place an order like now. <laughs> like... Like, because I, that's how confident I was. So sometimes it just comes to you, you know, if you know. I appreciate you for starting more and more to see your capabilities as a business owner. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why I sort of put these stories in between just to sort of, you know, like, um, uh, in, to show like, basically like, uh, you, you can change, you know, like it's possible. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just sometimes a few things and it moves in the right direction. That's it. So speaking of insights, what is your biggest insight from the conversation so far? Yeah, I think it's sort of like, um, like what you said based on doing the uncomfortable thing, but doing the uncomfortable thing, actually, I would add to it to like without distraction, like, like really focus because I, I have way too much distraction going on. And I think like, you know, um, just put it aside and just, just, you know, get, get on it, you know, like just put without distraction. Put the phone on uh, silent, you know, put it in a cupboard, lock it away. Right. Everything. Right. I'm going to send you a, a video that I really enjoyed in that sense, uh, with these guys, um, you know, they uncovered so much more productivity just by staying more away from their phone. Um, cool. Now, in terms of what I saw in the document, and congrats, that's a powerful insight. Yeah, yeah, focus on, especially like when you go into something uncomfortable and you're fully there, you're like, fuck, 
I'm a badass. Yeah, yeah. Maybe with not well, sometimes in the most sorry. dangerous and uncomfortable times, it shows the real person who you are. Like sometimes it's like that, and I I I think that's true. I you know the thing is you hear all these things, but it's it's actually not easy to do, you know. Because you haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You or, have or maybe, done it. You yeah, have done but, it, but you're not doing but it. But in in moments, in moments, you 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 do it in moments of time when you need to do it, but not because you have to do it. You know. Yeah. And what's gonna what's gonna make it from a want to a need for you? What's gonna make it a want to a need? Um, I think I think it's gonna be a need if I just probably do it for like a month. I, I, it's, 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 it's like anything else. I need to do it for a month, right? Consistently without fail day after day. I mean, maybe just not a, on a Sunday. <laughs> Think of it this way. <clears throat> what choice do you have? I mean, do you feel comfortable staying at this level for the rest of your life? Definitely not. I don't feel comfortable. Do you feel comfortable dying and knowing that you, you could have done so much more and you, you, had everything you needed to do so much more. I don't feel comfortable. I mean, that's the reason I'm here, right? Yeah. So which choice do you have? I have no choice, basically. I have no choice. And and there's no wrong, there's no right time as well. Better to start ASAP, you know. The best time to plant a tree was yesterday. If you cannot plant it yesterday, might as well plant it today. Correct. Thank you so much for tuning into this powerful conversation. I hope you had some meaningful insights. And if you'd like a bit more personalized help from me in terms of overcoming limiting beliefs and achieving your next level of success, there's actually a link in the description where you can apply for a free but powerful and transformational coaching session.